Hello there, this is Richie from the Metal Cell Podcast. I am delighted to welcome Mick from Dead Label. How are you, Mick? What's going, man? How are you? Thanks for coming on the show, dude. I'm all good. It's on a fucking wild night outside. I don't know, where are you? Are you in the... I'm in a, I'm in Newtown in County Kildare, so it's yeah, yeah it's blustery all right. It's fairly frosty as well. The wind hailstones there as well. Yeah. Would you believe we put up um, this massive? Well, it is. Yeah, it is a kind of a, it's like a Bedouin tent, and it's all anchored down with steel uh, tent pegs and rope and everything. And I'm just looking out before the interview, going, "Fuck me! If it will stay there tonight, it'll stay there any night." I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind, but I had my bass guitar still inside the fucking tent. It was just going, oh Jesus! Oh Christ. shit! Yeah. Oh no, oh, that's a good test for it at least. It I is suppose. a good test, man. It is a good test. You've probably had a, a busy two weeks on social media. Probably next week and the week after as well. How are you coping with that? Not me, anyway. Uh, no, I, I'm actually off social media for Lent at the minute. So uh, uh, Claire is our little engine that drives this machine that is dead label so she's had everything sorted i've been kind of doing the computery photoshoppy designing little things here and there getting artwork and stuff ready for the ep and shit but all the social media buzz that's been that's been clear she's a little yeah. wet and that mm. yeah i mean as i said like there's um there's a lot going on with she at the moment with the build up to the release of the ep anthology and that's why I'm probably talking to you tonight more so than anything else. There's two songs on it, Dead Weight and Flux, that probably fans wouldn't know too much about. Would that be fair to say? Yep, the two of those songs are, they're kind of, the whole idea behind the EP is kind of like, well, obviously COVID kind of fucked up our album plans. Mm -hmm. So we kind of, we had a couple of songs that were recorded anyway. Uh, Flux and Deadweight are two of them. There's actually a few more as well, but they might they probably be going on the album. Um, and it's just kind of a way of like boxing off you know, all the singles, just putting them in a nice little neat little package and moving on from that thing to bridge the gap between you know the album and stuff. Now we might we may even have to release more singles in the meantime for the album before mm. the album is released because again you just don't know when this is all going to let up. Do you know what I mean? So. Yeah. Had you uh, much of a contribution to Dead Weight and Flux? Uh, no, not really. They, they were written. God, the they're they're very very old songs. Yeah, they're cool. they're a year yeah. before me. Now I I have my stamp on them live and stuff, but the recordings mm-hmm. were kind of done way before I even joined. So, uh, yeah. So that's just an excuse to come out and see them live. I like giving <laughs> a few a few pinches and stuff. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. And I must say that like. It's a different dimension with you joining the band as a second guitarist. Did you look at what you can expand with with um, a second guitar? God, yeah. Um, I know per- for Danny especially, like it's kind of opened up a world for him. Like, because it's it's tough to be a, a guitar player without a backing guitar. You know what I mean? Mm. So, and, and Danny is he's a phenomenal uh, lead player. So, like that for him has just opened it up, and he is an absolute. He's a sucker for harmony. He loves harmony. So. That is a, it's another option we have now as yep. well. And so, yeah, it's just, it's expanded this sound, something else, like even live now, sonically, like Dead Label were always one of the biggest sound of bands. It's just even bigger now, you know? Yeah. Songwriting wise, had you much input into the new album? Yeah, there's there's bits uh, here and there that I've contributed. Again, a lot of songs they had written, we haven't even decided on a full track list yet, okay. even for the album. So, uh I have stuff that I've been sending back and forth to the lads and, and Claire and stuff. So we're working 
we could, it, could, it's, it could be anything really at this mm. stage the album just a, a few songs that we know 100% they're going to like you know this is definitely going to open the album and things like that but okay, cool. yeah. and who are you working with in relation to the recording of it uh, we don't even know yet at the minute we're, what we were doing before all the pandemic uh, hit was we were just starting kind of pre-production so like the lads um, they weren't really up to speed on how to record and stuff and that's something that I was able to bring into the band so I kind of I was recording uh, demos and producing and stuff. Mm. So um, we can, we have the option now, like getting uh we can pretty much record ourselves. You know what I mean? It's just, it'll probably be sent off to be mixed and mastered somewhere else. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I can do, I can do most, the basics on uh, most recording softwares, you know, that kind of way. Yeah. Um, yeah. What? So we're, I don't know who we're going to be working with yet. A hundred percent. Sure. I think we were hoping to kind of work with the guy that did Trona Bones, but again, it's just COVID is just thrown around so much. We just don't know where we are with exactly. Mm. Yeah, because I mean, he worked extensively with Mick right through up to. Oh, Mick's amazing. Yeah. yeah, but he's even done the flux and and every mm. song that's on the EP, all of that stuff as well. So definitely, nobody's been ruled out at this stage. It's just uh, again, it's just down to COVID <laughs> when we can yeah. properly get together and sort stuff out. You know. Yeah. What are actually programs are you using, Mick? to record at the moment is it through Reaper or watch up the garage band or any of those uh, Logic Logic Pro X I think or Logic Logic something yeah <laughs> I'm not I'm not great at it now I can do the basics and yeah. edit and MIDI and a few things like that <laughs> are you, are you, I presume you're some way tech savvy though are you uh, to a certain extent yeah like I, can, mm. I did a I did a year a year in college uh, to study sound Bally Pharma when I was like six, 17 or 18 um, God that was 10 years ago now but uh, yeah I got the basics down then with, with you know I had to use DAW and all that yeah. kind of stuff so I can I can do demos and fucking Jesus with Google and YouTube you can do anything these days you know what I mean I learned how to fix, fix my car doing <laughs> with YouTube videos you know what I mean <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. and what about um, gear did you buy some new gear over the lockdown for the guitar pedals anything like that yeah um first thing i invested in when the lockdown hit was these headphones the decent headphones i don't know what they are audio technica or something mm. and uh i had gotten a line six helix and uh then i ended up selling that and get myself an axe eight fractal kind of axe effects kind of job okay and uh that into just like a little interface and then i have like easy drummer and um that's that's basically all you need, you know. What I mean? All right. You, so you didn't a, splash a, out in a new guitar or anything like that, like. No, I really what wanted the to. Oh like. my god! Oh, it was unreal. And I, I was only uh, talking to the rep we have at at Charvel, and uh, I, he's put in for a price for me for for my own kind of custom shop guitar. Mm. I probably won't be able to. I think the waiting period now because of COVID is like two years to get a custom oh, shop. Me. Yeah, so. It gives me plenty of time to save, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I'm sure you've been looking at other fans' posts, um, and fucking, I've seen loads of lads purchasing all types of guitars. Yeah, there was like, yeah, it's crazy. Oh, did I actually buy a guitar? No, do you know what I did? I sold a load of shit with the intention of buying a guitar, and I think my car crapped out on me, and I had to fix my car, ah. and I spent the money that I was going to spend on a guitar on a car. So yeah, I got, <laughs> screw, I got screwed moving, out of that, but yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, one of the lads um, from 
Lugosi bought a fucking coffin case for his guitar. I've always wanted one of those. I, really? I remember heard? those. Yeah. I never came across one of them before, man. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I think I still have a Total Guitar magazine somewhere with that coffin case in it. I remember thinking that was one of the coolest things I'd ever seen. And uh, yeah, pure goth, but sure look. <laughs> I know, I know. And I could actually imagine going into a gig carrying it, like, you know. <laughs> but uh, we were just talking uh, um, before you came on there about um, Bloodstock and the fact that I saw your band Displace Hell. Uh, that was either 2017, 2018. It was one of, the, one of those dates. Yeah, I think it was 2018. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How are the lads? I've been in touch with them. Grand, yeah. Yeah, I, I actually uh, helped one of them move there recently uh, when he moved out to Sligo. Yeah, they're great. I keep in touch with them all, all the time. I go skating with the bass player, Dylan, and I'm talking to the other lads all the time. Just Are they still uh, making music? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they kind of, one of them got married and bought a house and, you know, that I think kind of took advantage of the fact that you can't do fuck all with being in a band and kind of got their lives together as most of us are kind of trying to do or, mm. you know, kind of way. Um, yeah. Yeah, but they're, I, I've heard some of the new stuff that they're working on. It's, oh, it's unreal. <laughs> it's really, really good. It's good to hear, man, because um, they have a fairly solid fan base in Ireland and in the yeah, UK as well. For know? sure, yeah. Because sometimes you just wonder, really, wouldn't you, that with this whole fucking lockdown in place and stuff like that, um, are bands actually splitting up? Or are they fucking... What are they up to, you know? Yeah, well, I, I can... For sure, say that uh, the anxiety that and and stress that this whole thing has caused, I can I can see a lot of bands not sticking together, and I can completely understand why. You know what I mean? Mm. It's it's just going to show how like how frivolous the early, like how fragile the the industry is. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Something like this can just completely stop it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, um, or just completely fucking frustrate you to the nth degree as well. Um, I don't know how many bands are sitting on albums and EPs as well that they don't want to release. That's exactly. You don't. You don't really know what to do. And, and like, there's only so much like pumping out fucking generic shite content that you can do. You know what I mean? Just trying mm. to keep keep the thing afloat. Like, and 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 we're guilty of it as well. You kind you have to keep the interaction and the engagement on the social media profiles and. Even that in itself just gets like when you when there's nothing going on, you've no gigs to promote, you're not tours, no nothing like this. Yeah, you, were, be... you were saying there about um, social media. I mean, the campaign you've had promoting merchandising is just unbelievable. Yeah, well, that what happened was well, lockdown hit, and I ended up uh, being off work for a long time, and I also broke my arm, so I was literally like in bed. I couldn't play guitar. I couldn't do fucking anything. So I, I figured me you broke your arm. It's fucking skateboarding. I did, yeah. I broke my oh, elbow. Fuck. Fuck <laughs> I, I haven't been on a skateboard in like 13 years. And the second day I got back on it, I fell and broke my fucking elbow like an idiot. I had oh, to, yeah, I, I was, I, I was off the skate park with two of the lads from hell. And, uh, I, and it was really stupid how I fell, but I fell like, you know, straight out. And uh, I just like it was just like a fracture in my elbow or something, but uh, 
<laughs> I fell and then I got up and I was like doing all this. I was like, oh, it feels fine because I knew I, something weird happened when I fell. Yeah. And then I walked over to one of the lads and I tried to pick up my skateboard and I actually couldn't lift it. I was like, fuck. Oh, so we had to drive to the hospital, but this was my ge- it was my gear changing hands. So I had to get one of the lads to change the gears while I were driving to the hospital because they don't drive. Like I was the only one who drove. drove so that was, was good crack. But, uh, that was good crack. That was last July. <laughs> That was a good bit back then. It's probably a good time to break it, was it? That was, that was, see, I I've, was a skateboarder from when I was very young uh, up until I was about 16 when like, you know, sex, drugs and rock and roll took over my life instead. Mm. And uh, it was just, it's always been a passion of mine. You know, I, I've loved it. Yeah. I, even, even though I couldn't do it, I always watched it. You know what I mean? And I was just yeah. a big fan of it. And then lockdown happened and I was like, ooh, I have no gigs now for at least a year so I can risk it. I was like, what's the worst that can happen? Break an arm. And sure enough, day two, I fucking broke my arm. Oh, stop, I couldn't make it up. Fucking hell. So so you were put... It was a blessing. Yeah. So you were put to work basically then on social media, highlighting merchandising. Yeah. Good. I learned how to, uh, to use Photoshop and fucking design t-shirts and... Uh, Oh, that's shite. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, like it's a valuable uh, part of any band, merchandising money. Where were you getting your stuff made? Was it actually in England or whereabouts were you getting? Uh, yes. Yeah, Pins and Knuckles merch. We were oh, getting it done. Right, okay. I'm pretty sure they're a UK company. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Claire actually bunch. was the community. They are. They're brilliant. They do They do work for, I'm pretty sure they've done work for like Slipknot and like While She Sleeps and stuff. Mm. Um, uh, they, Claire was the go between with them I just kind of did the designy stuff but uh, yeah they were great to work with yeah I got all my hoodies made with them but um, as many people of the show know I got hit with fucking a serious import bill import tax bill Um, no way yeah when was that that how how does that work fucking I think it was February maybe yeah it was February yeah yeah I got charged um, round nearly nine euros per fucking hoodie Coming, coming into fuck. the yeah. Oh fuck it, yeah, 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 yeah. No way. Yeah, and um, bankers. I knew I was in trouble anyway when Brexit hit, and there was such a delay with a load of stuff with the merch. But to that amount of money, I didn't fucking. Oh, it was sickening. It was really sickening when it happened. Ah, oh, that's a kick of the teeth, all right. Yeah, we were looking at the merch that we have available now. We have been sitting on it for like a, we have had it since last year, so we just dodged all that. That's, what I, but, uh, that's why I brought it up. Yeah, I was just wondering, yeah. did you get caught with that? No, no, no. Yeah. I, I think we've had those. God, we've had those. I designed that t shirt a long, long time ago, and uh, we just again, COVID fucked up getting the mixes back. The dude that was mixing, we recorded in track mix, but they were mixed in the States mm. and mastered over there. So that guy, he was flat out working. Was that and was Chris, was it Chris Rickshaw? Yeah, that's the dude. That's him. Yeah. yeah. Mm. How did you come across him? He did uh, Throne of Bones. Yeah. He did that album. I have yeah. no idea how they met him. Uh, okay. now, actually, that was obviously, I think it was just through the label um, when Throne of Bones was, that whole deal was going down before okay. my time. <laughs> yeah, that's um, one thing about merchandising. It's, it's a different ball game this year anyway in relation to bands that are based in Ireland. So, um, yeah, I wonder, like a lot of, as, as I said, you deal with pins and knuckles, so maybe... You might have a new range coming out now, but I don't know. Is it worth your while going that way, down that route? I, I doubt it. I'd say now 
Well, this is the first I've heard of someone getting stung, so I'd say we'll probably have to shop local now, you know, that kind of way. Mm. Um, but again, like the, the market's being created now for, for stuff yeah. in Ireland, you know, that kind of way where yeah. it opens doors for Irish business. Mm. Yeah. Talk about videos, man. And you definitely have a lot of fun doing them. Mm. What would be your favourite one so far? I have to say, uh, probably uh, the Foss Messiah video, because just, the experience of making that video, like that was, that was a trip for me. Like, cause um, <clears throat> that was, I had just joined the band and nobody knew I was in the band. So I had got to go on like a super secret trip to Poland to film it. And, uh, oh, was it, it was just in uh, Poland. Ah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was with the dudes that do uh, behemoths videos and stuff. Group at 13. That's the one. Yeah. yeah cool. And, uh, yeah. So we, uh, like it to, to me, it was really cool because like that label, like they paid for my flights and shit, like and just brought me over and just there was a massive crew, like it was like a big abandoned building in the middle of a I don't know where the fuck we were backyards of Poland. Anyway, it was freezing cold, <laughs> <laughs> but it was uh, it was just an awesome experience and everybody was so nice and it was just really really cool. I'd never seen anything as like a, a bigger production as that before. And it paid off though because it was amazing. Yeah. It was a really good video. There was Pure Chaos as well. That was another fantastic one. Who did that? I was actually supposed to be an extra in that video. Were you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember Claire asked us to to come down. I can't remember why we couldn't or what, what happened. Um that was um Crooked Gentleman, that's what it was. Crooked I'm Gentleman did that one. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did a video with them with hell as well. They're brilliant. Really, really good. They're Irish, are they? They are, yeah. Okay, there's um, a great standard set with the label for videos. I mean, and then you you come along then and do triggered man. That was such fun watching it. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was gas. That it was one of those songs like that we'd be at practice and we always just were like, oh, it's such a party song. Like it really is. And then yeah. the the guitar solo is so cheesy and <laughs> it really just lend itself to to that. And there was supposed to be like a whole uh, a story to that video and all, but we ended up all just having such a good time that we're like, oh, okay, let's just make a party out of it. And then uh, I had to, I threw a cake at Danny, like just for the crack. I was, got the cameraman. Yeah, actually a song getting hit with the cake. Um, I didn't know it was you that threw it. Yeah, that was all just fucking, just having the laugh, like, and then yeah. there was a pool. <laughs> we just... yeah, the pool got fucking devastated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was um, Cosmo Palace as well. He did um, a fantastic video as well for Horrenda there. Did you see that video for Horrenda? I did, yeah. Andrew was amazing. He did um, he did Dystopian for us as well, mm. and he did uh, he did a few videos for Hell as well, the la- uh, when we were in this place, Hell, and back when we were Devil Wants or Swagger Back. That's how I know Angel. I've known Angel a long time. Uh, we did uh, that's that pig mask that was oh, from his that was from his video we did for casualties for this place huh? all right yeah cool yeah he's a great yeah. dude yeah just goes to show that within a scene like Ireland there's so many talented people working away in the background there that sometimes don't even fucking get the credit they deserve you know this is this is why I do this show as well I love giving a shout out to these lads yeah I find that Ireland is one of those places it's a uh, it's like a hidden plethora of really hardworking and really talented bands as well but like even like like just like Crooked Gentleman and Cosmo Palace like the, the standard is just it's up here like do you know what I mean yeah. what about with the new stuff I mean I suppose like you could do a fucking lyric video or something with what's coming through I don't know I'm just saying it there because you're, you're you are fairly limited 
in relation to what you can do release wise with a single have you got thought about going down the lyrical video route or well yeah the video that's coming out for Deadweight is going to be a lyric video and uh, yeah it's a safe bet really yeah, isn't yeah, it like I mean it, that's it like, uh, but even at, at that like YouTube kind of it's not dead for music videos by any means but it's not it's not what it used to be you know what I mean because yeah. there's fucking TikTok there's Instagram Facebook they all play videos YouTube plays videos you know what I mean so uh, yeah uh, but like you've got so many options now so you can be creative with your videos too you know mm. um, yeah that's but, the challenge uh, isn't it yeah yeah we'll give it a listen to Deadweight actually
And that carries some heft. <laughs> it's a fucking Tokyo one, all right? Oh, Jesus Christ almighty, that is something else. How conscious are you with writing, say, stuff like that? Like, is it more or less built on, we say, certain riffs? Like, is there a lot of ideas thrown around, but like maybe one or two riffs are just obvious choices and then build on them? Um, well, it, it kind of depends, really. Uh, yeah, I suppose... The song, t- t- most of the time, it'll get built around the riff. Like, there's always that one riff yeah. that's just, it's the riff, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of anyone, uh, like, uh, how it goes is, is, is uh, it's different each time, but, mm. you know, you, you start with one, or sometimes you'll have, like, maybe an intro, a verse, and a chorus, and then it's kind of just yeah. snowballs well, like from there. The, always the temptation with a, with, with a lot of bands, I find, is that they overcomplicate it. You know, they have this fucking brilliant riff and instead of just keeping it simple enough, because, I mean, if you think a lot of it, I always look at kind of crowds and the way they react to certain bands and certain riffs, like Sepultura, for example, or Gojira and stuff, like they always seem to gravitate towards more simplistic stuff live. A hundred percent. That is, that's something that... uh me personally has always I've always been an advocate for kind of simplicity and uh funnily enough when I joined Dead Label they had just kind of not made a conscious decision. I think they had seen Rob Zombie at download and they mm. watching them and they kind of had this epiphany and they were like that is what it's about. It's just simple riffs. It's a good That's time. A example man Rob Zombie yeah. yeah it is it's just it's it's I, I myself always have been just like a good time riff. I'm not into technical wankery or anything like that. Mm. I do appreciate it and, and love a lot mm. listening to technical music. But when it comes to it, like I've been there, I've been on so many fucking stages. I know what works and what doesn't work. Yeah. And it's, 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 your craft. The, it's the fun stuff. You know what mm. I mean? <laughs> it's the most fun to write. It's the most fun to play. It's the most fun to be on stage and it's the most fun to watch. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's a no brainer. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think a lot of bands fall into the trap of that. I mean, okay. There's, I think maybe, a band's perception of what people think of them is different to what really goes on. And that comes out in a live venue more so when the overcomplicated stuff, you'd actually see people turning around and start talking. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, yeah I, I, I noticed that from a very young age, uh, going to gigs and fibbers that like, you could just you'd be walking through or having a pint or whatever and to be a band that are just going fucking hell for leather. It's fucking solos and fucking technical 
riffs and it just comes off as a lot of fuzz in the background and you're like whatever mm. and then I remember seeing fucking Dead Label as a fan like and just yeah. being like fucking big fat stumpy riffs that are just yeah. fucking catching you you know yeah. and yeah. that that they've always been like that but their epiphany with Rob Zombie and all just basically was like solidified it now they're still uh, uh, some of the songs like Danny he's, he's a fucking genius so he is he's, some of the stuff is very very complicated even though it seems very simple yeah <laughs> which uh, you could be come in and he'll have a riff and you watch him play it and he'll try to teach it to you and like it should take 10 minutes and you're there an hour later like what the fuck is this <laughs> <laughs> you know I fucking uh, yeah, there's just one of those days where you're looking at him and you're just like oh you're a wanker you're just fucking playing that to piss me off <laughs> but, oh god uh, yeah have you been listening to much new music at the moment, man? I am just so much enjoying Gozira's new album. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed uh, what they've released so far. And I, is the album out? The album's not out, yeah, is it? Yeah, it came out this morning, man. I've been playing it since. See, I, I'm off social media for Lent, man. I know nothing. <laughs> yeah, I, I will fucking... Jesus, I didn't even know that. Yeah. We actually, uh, we were blessed when we played with Gozira that time in uh, Brixton Academy fucking two years or yeah it was nearly two years ago now and we got to hear a lot of that album but it was there was no vocals on it It was just demos and that was that was probably one of the greatest experiences of my life was sitting in a in the backstage area after playing and Joe and Planty was just oh do you want to hear new songs and we were like holy shit (laughs) yes we do Jesus Christ Uh, we actually showed them Deadweight as well back then. That's how long that went back. Mm. Like, how important is that relationship with Gojira for you? Well, I suppose as with every relationship, well, especially in band, you just want to make a good impression on everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. We uh, something I learned from Dead Label when I like see we pl- I played with Dead Label when I was like fucking first starting out gigging. They gave us me my first gigs and another band I was in and stuff and. Uh, kind of just watching them you just come in load in behave yourself you know what I mean be quick be efficient mm. and uh, that that kind of stuff like stand stood I think they recognised that in me when they met me years later they realised I was still kind of the same and um, when it comes to like playing with Gojira and stuff you just kind of try to keep yourself be invisible for most of it do you know that kind of way yeah and uh, uh, don't get any, in anyone's way and stuff and just be Polite, really, have manners, mm. you know. Yeah. It wouldn't uh, to be falling around the place, like. Exactly, yeah. And then we were just kind of, I don't know, we we're just kind of lucky enough to hang out with them. To be honest, that when when we were there, we were there for two nights, and uh, and we only went to, to hang out the second night just by chance because I was having a cigarette and I ended up talking to Christian, their guitarist, and he was like, "Oh, come up." He's like, "Where were you last night?" And we were like, "Well, oh, we didn't want to bother you." <laughs> he was like, "No." So Irish, isn't it? So <laughs> yeah. fucking Irish. Man. It is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I did. I don't. I don't. Any hassle. No, no. You're grand. You're grand. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> Are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> I don't mind now. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that's such a trait. That's such a trait. It us, is. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they cut them in nicer. Yeah, and it's it's uh, a relationship that's got you some good supports you know um like i would you agree that it's opened up a few doors for you uh well i think so i hope so yeah mm. i think so yeah definitely like i know uh we we got caught a few people's attention after those that those two shows in london and, and and manchester like for sure um and the guys had played with them before as well in ireland yeah, correct i was so. not that yeah 
That was yeah. in the academy, as far as I can remember. Yeah, I remember wanting to go, but I can't remember why. I, I actually mm. might not have been allowed to go. I think I was that young back then. Really? Fuck. Okay. I, I think yeah. so, yeah. As far as I can remember, yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, they're just a band that if they come to Ireland, you you have to go. It's as simple as that. It's For sure. It's a, just a no-brainer. There's, there's very few bands for me that are like that, that, when they come to Ireland, you'd be looking at holidays and be going fucking moaning, going, oh, fuck me. I have to go to Dublin, see him and spoke in yeah. the hotel, blah, blah, blah. This could cost me probably two days holidays. But for Coachera, I don't give a fuck, man. I'm there. doesn't matter. That's, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I was always a fan. Of, well, not always a fan. I wasn't a fan for a long time. And then I got into them and then I saw them at Bloodstock. That's right. They're just that right. was some the, the, that, the time they headlined. Yeah, that was two thousand and eighteen. That was yeah. That was the year we played, and uh, that was when I was with Danny and Claire and Dan and uh, Steve from This Place Hell, and uh, it was just it blew my fucking mind. But I was so drunk I can't really remember it. But then when we uh, when we played with them, I became even bigger an even bigger fan. Like it just really solidified them as one of my favorite bands after seeing them few times like they're one of those but I don't know they, they definitely they grew on me way more and then mm. I think as well being around Dead Label because they're all such big fucking fans of them like, that rubs off on you you know what I mean yeah, of when, course, yeah. when you're with people and they really appreciate something yeah it definitely helps and their sound lads as well always help yeah for sure yeah, yeah I was watching uh, the video Amazonia I just I always wonder you know that like are a lot of bands unconsciously taking in influences from the likes of early Sepultura, you know, Roots and stuff like that, Amazonia's working with tribes now as well. Um, mm. What about, we'll say, the likes of you, Mick, um, guitar-wise, who would be always on the back of your mind when you're kind of writing music? Would it be early Slipknot or something like that? Or Yeah, like I, 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 can, I can never escape. Uh, sounding a bit like Slipknot. It's it's as much as I try and fight it. It's There's like a Slipknot, it's just, is it? Yeah, oh, they're all my right, favorite okay. bands. Okay, of all I didn't time. know that. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a lucky guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, Slipknot are. They, I know they're not as good as they used to be. You know what I mean? But mm. the, for, they're like they're like our generation's Kiss. I fucking worship that band, and I yeah. always will. And I don't I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I, I, believe it or not, I have a big, uh, it's a, there's kind of a dead label influence in me because before I was in the band years ago, I was in another band and I heard that they were going to be auditioning a guitarist. And I was like, ooh, I might try to get on that. This was like years ago. So I learned their Six Slaughter album, Back to Front. And that was a, it was at a crucial point for me, like uh, kind of as a guitar player, kind of learning. And so I kind of had this dead label y vibe in my playing just kind of came natural to me after spending so much time learning songs and they never auditioned anyone in the end. <laughs> so it was like fucking <laughs> 10 years, 10 years later, go, I got man. the gig. Jesus. So uh, Slipknot <laughs> yeah. would be one of your favourites. Anyone else? Are you a Metallica fan or anything like that? Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, like Metallica are kind of like fucking, they're like potatoes. You know what I mean? They go with everything. You just mm. kind of have to have them there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rob, Rob Zombie. God, why am I drawing a blank on bands? I love uh, Gojira, Slipknot. Fuck. But like, as I said, just kind of influential guitar playing more than anything else is kind of what I'm asking. Well, yeah, yeah, probably uh, be Slipknot for sure. Metallica, mm. Dead Label, um, um, fucking Whitechapel as well. I, I get a lot ah. from them, I think. Subconsciously, Mach yeah. Machine Head. And have you shared the stage with Machine Head? 
or were you had you been I in the band? I haven't. No, no, I wasn't in the band at the stage at that time. No. Okay. Okay. Like your last gig was a sunstroke. Was it warm up? Yeah. Was yeah, fucking three three songs. That was all we got at that last gig. It was so bollocks. It was, it was like the worst little taste of like, you know, a gig. How hard was it to pick those three songs, man? <laughs> well, Dead, Dead was played and Flux was played. So I think it was, was them, it? Dead by Flux or Chaos. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And anyway, in relation to set lists in general, before all this shit hit the fan, um, do you alternate much with songs? Yeah, we did. Yeah, I think so. I think we always kind of open with Deadweight for some reason. It's one of those songs that uh, it's a really good way to gauge the crowd. And we kind of know by a certain point of Deadweight if we won them over or not. You know that kind of way? Because some crowds enough. you have to fight to win over. And uh, Deadway kind of has something for everybody, you know. Yeah. It's uh, it's once you once we once you get to the midsection, you know, you know, <laughs> you mm. just know if you have them or not. Yeah. Like a set list. Like it, there's or is there songs there just left out and that kill you to leave them out. Oh uh, yeah, that's 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 definitely an issue if you've got a shorter set. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, I'm trying to get to. Yeah. But but I find I I think I think I think the shorter sets are somewhat better than longer sets because, um. If you leave them wanting more, you know that kind of thing. But um, I think when it comes to like constructing a set list, for me personally, it's all about tension and release. And I think that's kind of with everything: writing songs and drawing pictures, all, all sorts of art. I find it's like it's the balance between chaos and order. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's just you're constantly riding this wave, so it's it's one of those things that you just kind of have to feel it out. You know what I mean? Mm. And We'll, we'll never play a gig without at least having a jam to know how the set's going to feel. Okay. You know okay. what I mean? So yeah, You'll have to tailor it, obviously. I mean, when you look at what had you lined up for 2021, it was Whack and Download, Resurrection Fest. Yeah, oh, we had fucking Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> but, like they've played Download before and it's like my bucket list as a, like I went to see Slipknot in 2009 at Download and it just fucking blew my mind. And I, then I saw them again in 2013 and I swore I'd never go back until I was playing. And I was fucking playing in 2020 and it got cancelled. And it got cancelled in 2021. <laughs> so yeah. fingers crossed for 22. Yeah, I mean, it, like that is a fucking serious, serious amount of nice festivals to play. Um, I was that, yeah. was that download. That Resurrection Fest is always one that we talk about, but we never get to. It's over in Spain. Yeah, it's a place that we'd love to get to. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah oh, we, dis- like... we discovered uh, Brutal Assault in Czech Republic. So, man, that definitely is to be going back to again. And we might change then after that again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, man, I was so sickened over that, that run to get cancelled. Like, it was just so many hopes to dream. But I have to say, we're kind of blessed because with so many bands, like, it's obviously we don't make a living off that label we all have day jobs you know what I mean yep. so we, we were okay with, with that regard but like just so many bands that just like it was their bread and butter you know they're fucked mm. yeah the fucking lads that have printed the t-shirts with the tour dates on the back man that's the ultimate nightmare yeah. isn't it yeah they'll be worth a fortune in the future but <laughs> not, not yeah. right now if you can see that behind <laughs> me man that's the siege that never happened <laughs> Is it, oh shit yeah 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 so that's that's a, a nice collector's item thanks to John yeah. from the siege much appreciated John I, I asked him just saying look man I'm decorating the studio you know any chance you have any some posters so he gave me that one the one that never happened 
<laughs> Fair boss. John's pure sound. I have to say, your studio looks very, very nice. Well, thank you, man. Um, it's, it's getting good use now since um, I got this uh, Wi-Fi mesh network. What the fuck is that? Yeah, it's fucking great, man. It's, it's, it means that I'm back up in my studio where I want to be. Yeah. Because there's Wi-Fi dead zones in in the house. Oh, tell me about it. <laughs> I tried those um, plug-in extenders, a load of bollocks. Yeah, I heard that. some money on them fucking things. <laughs> and uh, then I just went um, with Wi-Fi and mesh. And it's they look like fire alarms. And you put one um, in the cottage. As I said, you put one then halfway through the house. And that you can connect the two of them with your mobile. And then I have the third one up in the studio here, and that connects to all of them. So it just creates, as it says, a mesh. Uh, oh, sweet. Yeah. As I said, so I'm back up in the studio. I'm fucking delighted, man. Shit, that's fucking handy. Yeah. Jesus, it's unreal. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, I'd be interviewing bands um, in the cottage, and it was a lovely setup down the cottage. It was like a little bar area. But, like, fuck it. The wife and the kids are watching television. They come out through the fucking curtains she might fucking go at the dishwasher or something. And I'm, Christ, I fucking might. First world not, problems. Did I not realise I'm fucking recording? After I tell them I'm warning, she's still fucking pulling fucking forks and knives out of the dishwasher. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure look. But yeah, uh, as I said, uh, yeah, so that's where I am now, the studio, so it's great. And um, I can talk away there and there's no fucking issues with drink, drugs or rock and roll, you know, <laughs> you mentioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The anthology is coming out. Is it the second? I think the, the second is Deadweight. The single for Deadweight's the second, and I'm pretty sure it's the ninth for Flux, and uh, we'll be releasing the EP then. Okay, cool. And did you say you were working on the artwork or something with it? The artwork, yeah, I have it done. It's sent off. We're going to get a couple of handful of physical copies done up and see how they go and be kind of limited edition kind of run of just a few CDs if anyone still buys them. We always yeah. get asked for fucking CDs. That's which is, me. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> there are people who still buy them. I still buy them occasionally myself as well. Like I'll, I'll never not buy a slip album. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Things like that. Like, but yeah, it is fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, um, that's the plan anyway. Big shout out to Andy as well from The Crawling Man. They're releasing a single. There's two songs on a cover of Play Dead by Bjork and The Sparrow. Oh, Mm, and Andy's releasing that on cassette as well. No way. I had actually, yeah, we had actually thought about cassettes at one point and not running it out in a minute, but yeah. But that's the thing, it's collecting collectors, collectors items, you know what I mean? Oh, fact. Like I have yeah. um, a Nomadic Rituals EP downstairs and I've listened to it a lot of times on digital, but the CD has um, a wax seal on it. Yeah. It's not going to be open, man. <laughs> yeah, no point, like no, no and no. that's just like people fucking just don't understand us metlers, man. Because we just we're very that yeah. way, aren't we? We love our collectibles. Think, yeah, we're sentimental. Like, yeah. uh, like this, you can see all my shit. I find it hard to throw things away. Like, <laughs> fucking skateboard then in the back. Is that a pusshead design? It no. That's my. Uh, this is the first skateboard I bought since I came back. I don't know what it was, a flip skateboard. There's those stickers on it. It's actually a Displace Hell sticker on it. I don't know if you can see it. Ah, yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah, we're hoarders. I don't know what it is. It's something to do with being a metalhead, for sure. I have so many toys and stupid things like horror movie collectibles and shit like that, you know? It's just... Yeah. My house is littered with stuff. 
Yeah, and you know what? More power to us. Fuck it. Someone else yeah. will be pick. Someone else will be picking it up after us when we're fucking gone, man. <laughs> yeah, they just be, they just end up at the charity shops after all our fucking yeah. Effort when I die, they'd it. be like, yeah, they'd be like, did a child die? Why is there so many toys here? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, I'm going to leave you go, Mick. Do you want to say anything to any fans that are listening here about the band? Sound. <laughs> Thanks for everything. <laughs> please, please listen to our music. Okay. Don't forget about us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as I said, I mean, Jesus, you're one of the most active bands on social media I've ever seen. So the people are always informed of what you're up to anyway, which is always well, good. That's it. If you don't know about us, we'll make you listen to us. So Listen, best of luck man. with the release of the EP and uh, thanks for coming on the show. Make coins. Much appreciated. Cheers, man. Appreciate it. Okay. Support your local metal scene. And if you like the show, subscribe. Take care.